0: Welcome to the Fig Tree Watchers podcast. We're own Stefan. Our mission is to equip, encourage, and exhort individuals through apologetics, fellow prophecy, and discipleship while emphasizing the gospel message. We pray that you're blessed by today's episode.
1: Welcome to Fig Tree Watchers, everyone, as we discuss the news events of the week and how they relate to Bible prophecy. It's our current event update here for June 9th. 2023.
0: Mm -hmm. Hey, I.O. welcome. Hey, brother. How are you doing? How was your week? It's been busy. uh, Busy with the fake watchers for sure. I'm sure that a lot of you guys listening to this saw a lot of different posts go up last week. So we posted like, I don't know, five days uh, straight. So that was the first time I think we've done something like that. So definitely definitely a very busy week in that case. Um, Record a lot of episodes. Just push them out. um, Busy with, you know, things at home, work. So it's all a good kind of busy. So, yeah,
1: excellent. Yeah, it's been a crazy week for us, uh, and even the Ephesians podcast is Mm-mm. is doing well. Um, we want to thank you everyone because uh, um, we have literally, and since the eleventh of May, had almost thirteen hundred uh, listeners. Yeah, uh, joined the podcast, and that's just phenomenal. That's uh, a really we're big blown job. away by that. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much for listening and sharing um it means a lot why don't you lead us in prayer
0: yeah sure uh father we just thank you for today lord we just thank you for the opportunity uh to discuss these current events we just pray that you simply use it to encourage uh, your children lord our brothers and sisters and that you use it as proof that your word is true to the non-believers who may be listening to this or watching this after the fact uh that because your scripture is true concerning the events of last days scripture is also true about sin uh, the judgment against sin, Lord, that you have, uh, and and also the the way out of it, Lord, which is through Christ. Belief through Christ his finished work on the cross. So we just pray that that message is communicated clearly tonight. That you guide us and lead us. We pray this in Jesus name. Amen.
1: Amen. Hey, uh, first we have some exciting news. Uh, we have joined Twitter, and uh, we wanted you to know that our Twitter Twitter, Twitter <laughs> d Twitter handle. I'm sorry, uh, is at Fig Tree Watchers. Mm. So if you can follow us, give us a shout out or a tweet, as they yep. say.
0: Or a tweet uh, too.
1: We would love it. Yep. We also are on Facebook. Uh, you can join our page and our group. If you join our page we'll in- and like something, we'll invite you to the group chat. Mm. Uh, we're also on Telegram and Instagram. And don't forget, uh, you can see the notes from this podcast on our website at figtreewatchers.com. Please remember, if uh, anyone... And this is so important. If anyone's Mm. pretending to be us, or even if you think it is us and they're asking for money, don't do it because we're not asking. Yeah. And nor do we have any way of receiving donations. Yep. So don't do it. We will not ask. We are not asking Mm. and we have not asked.
0: Yeah. So be careful out there guys.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We just want to make that crystal clear to everyone. We want to thank you for being a listener. We do this all out of our hard work and, uh, we want everyone to know that. Mm. Um, hey, it's current events now. We got a lot of good current events out as here usual. Re- yep, yeah, relating to Bible prophecy. Yeah. So, Io, why don't you uh, get us right into the into the thick of things?
0: What's yeah. happened this week? Yeah. Uh, so, first of all, we usually nowadays, I guess, usually start off with like a Bible prophecy. Sometimes Bible prophecy the related article. Um, oftentimes a Harbingers Daily. It kind of sets the tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, This time it's by CBN News. They had a great article. The headline is, We're living in the end times. Bible scholar breaks down Israel's prophetic place in the Bible in today's headlines. I think this is a great article, a great reminder. Uh, The the person that they're referring to here is Dr. Jeffrey Johnson. I don't know him too well, but based on this article, he has a great view of eschatology. He's pre-millennial, pre-trib. He has a great understanding of Israel and and, uh, how Israel... Is significant in, in the, the dealings of God with humanity and things like that. So I'll just read this snippet here to start off us off with. Uh, Dr. Jeffrey Johnson, founder of Israel Today Ministries and author of the book Hope Rising Messianic Promise, recently decried the quote, growing anti Semitism, he said, has gone global. And which, by the way, um, is a sign of last days, right? Because we see like in places like Revelation 12, Zechariah 13, um, that the Jews, two-thirds of them, will be wiped out, that uh, Satan, knowing that his time is short during the tribulation, will want to wipe out the Jews completely. Um, so for sure, anti-Semitism and growing anti-Semitism is a sign of these last days, and the nearest of the tribulation, things like that. So just to continue here, Johnson, while discussing an important dilemma, said 2023 is an important year for Israel as it marks the nation's 75th anniversary. Some of the prophecy scholar believes is predicted in the Bible. Uh, what is so and there's this quote here what is so unprecedented in human history is that a people have been scattered throughout the world for two and a half millennia and they came back to the exact area they were birthed he said that's unprecedented god said that would happen why is the world angry over this little piece of real estate these jewish people he asked i just remind people the reason they hate israel is because they hate the god of israel so it's totally a spiritual issue totally so when you guys see anti-Semitism, when you see you know people against you know um from the from the River to the sea—that that's a very anti-Semitic slogan, saying that basically wipe out Israel off the map. All these type of things we're seeing around the world—it's a spiritual issue. Satan is upping the ante, so to speak, on this. Um, so just to continue here to wrap it off. Johnson details belief and the importance of recognizing Israel's significance in Scripture, prophecy, in today. Reject the so-called quote replacement theology, describing it as the idea all promises to Israel detailed in the Bible are null and void, and then obviously transferred to the church. He called the concept unfortunate, and then he says this to round it off. When you look at Bible prophecy, you always have to understand that all prophecy points to Israel, and we have to ask ourselves, what is God doing in Israel, Johnson said. Then we can answer the question, well, what is he doing in terms of the last days? And then the article too, it, it's, there's more to it, but he talks about like Ezekiel 38 and some other things. Uh, so I think it's a great article, and you guys can find this as well as the other news articles we will be going through on our website and the show notes.
1: Absolutely. Look. Replacement theology is a is a thing that you and I just I don't think you and I will ever shut up about how wrong. No, is.
0: <laughs> we speak out against no. so.
1: it. It's absolutely wrong. Uh, yeah. I think it's evil. I think it's bigotry mm. towards Jewish people. I think it's satanic. Um, like that's it's, it's, it's yeah. satanic. Thank yeah. you, thank you. I yeah. think it's satanic. I do. I think it's a doctrine of demons. Mm. Um, but the, the number one reason why I, I I think it's so wrong is because it denies paul's prophecy that all israel will be saved Mm -hmm. okay now even if you want to argue it's believing israel fine i'll even grant you believing israel i just believe as that the scripture is true it's inspired by god and he's going to accomplish everything to his will Mm -hmm. and i know you believe that
0: yeah he didn't just throw his people to the to the side right
1: right absolutely absolutely um Well, we have some other articles we can discuss. Uh, You know, God is still alive. Uh, This is a great little article for me uh, that I I brought up um, because Io is, uh, he's got a root back in Nigeria. Yep. um, That he has an affinity for, uh, and I'll let him explain that a little bit more. But Nigeria Christians remain hopeful in the face of religious persecution. This is from CBN News, June 9th, 2023. You know why I brought that up is because the dealing with the algorithm uh, of uh, amillennialism and mm-hmm. preterism and and all that stuff, what and even post tribulation rapture doctrine, it argues that hey, there's th- the wrath of God. You know, it's 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 a it's going to happen to us, and we argue as pre-trib rapture people, no there's a difference between the wrath of god and persecution mm-hmm. christians will always be killed for the faith okay this idea anomalism that there's one day they going to be this beautiful thing where the majority of the world loves jesus and is you know singing kumbaya together um it, it's just not accurate it's mm-hmm. it's actually i think a delusion by the enemy to deceive people with look Christians will always be killed. It's actually a promise by Jesus. They hate me, they'll hate you. Okay, let's deal with it. Here, these beautiful Nigerians have joy in their heart over their persecution and their status of being persecuted.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just important. And, you know, just like Brother Stefan said, I was born in Nigeria. Um, We've, me and my family visited there a few times in the past already. And especially Nigeria right now, too, is like, it's the top 10, I forgot what, what rank it is uh, right now on like the watch list of Christian persecution, the most persecuted you know nations or the nations that do the most Christian persecution in the world. That's top 10, unfortunately. Um, so there's a lot going on there recently, but yeah, we just wanted to highlight that because it's important. Another reason we wanna highlight that is Bible says that we should pray for our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, right? If one person is mourning, the whole body is mourning. Um, so we should pray for them and we should also see this as a means as a way to show us that man uh, we're blessed right now whether you're in you know France or, or Canada and you know we we, yeah, we can talk all day about our corrupt governments and things like that and going down but right now most of us are not being killed for our faith right most of us can go to church on a sunday and worship without without being without having a threat of your life or a threat of or your 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 wife or your husband or kids being taken away from you or killed or things like that so it should also show us that we're blessed and it should encourage us to use the time, to use um, the blessings that we have in these nations um, for the gospel, to share the gospel. Um, so that's just an important piece. And I know you have some more news here concerning culture here in the West. Yes,
1: <laughs> culture. Um, this week in culture is important mm. because what it does is it's oh, describing boy. that we're in the end times because of the Im- immorality of the yeah. end times. Look, the first article is by the National Pulse uh uh, June 10th, 2023, it says massive pedophile network operating on Zuckerberg's Instagram. Now, Io and I were heartbroken over this because our ministry started on Instagram mm. uh, and uh, it, it, it it saddens us because we see the warfare that is going on, the spiritual warfare against evil. Um, we know it's there and it's it, it bothers us a lot. But it's not just uh, the Pulse reporting it. In fact, CBN News says it's the algorithm that Instagram is using that's the issue. Mm -hmm. Instagram algorithm promoted vast pedophile network, new analysis reveals. This is June 9th, 2023 by CBN News. So as if that isn't enough, what's also going on in the culture is you have the social media companies, Facebook, Instagram involved in this, but you also have Um, Kate Hobbs, the governor of Arizona, Mm -hmm. promoting pornography in schools uh, in the young ages of K through 12. Now, listen to this. okay? this is this is absolutely stunning. I want you to understand this. She vetoed a bill that uh, prohibiting that would have prohibited porn films from being filmed in the school system. I want you to think about it because I'm reading
0: it and I still can't believe it. Yeah, like, and it sounds it sounds crazy. It's like, wait, why would that even be going on? But he's he's going to talk about that right now. First of all, what what woman
1: would not want to veto a right. bill that promotes filming pornography in K through 12, right, mm-hmm. kindergarten through high school? Think about this for a moment. This is a snippet. The veto decision comes months after the Arizona teacher was fired after being caught recording pornography on herself and another individual in her classroom and posting it on the website. Right. Only fans. Number uh, no 12 year old child should ever have to worry about their middle school desk was the location of a porn shoot yet because of Hobbs actions. This is, is precisely the case said Arizona state Senator John, uh, Jake Hoffman, Jake Hoffman.
0: Mm I
1: I'm a dad, and I'm blown away by this.
0: Yeah, it's crazy that, that could happen. Because when he set that article to me, I was, I, I didn't hear about it, I didn't see it. Um, but, but yeah, it is crazy. And it, again, it's it's crazy that someone on the heels of just what you just read here, that a teacher actually recorded this illicit scene in this classroom, that she would veto that. And it, again, it just goes to show the immorality of that. And I think this just goes hand in hand with what we're being, or with what kids, unfortunately nowadays, are being taught concerning, quote-unquote, sex education, right? All of this immoral things and books and things like that. Um, so it unfortunately goes hand-in-hand hand with this. It's crazy that she would allow this to not pass, that she would veto this. Um, so yeah, not no more words that I can say to it.
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. Look, uh, the Christian Post also po- presented an article on June 9th, 2023, that absentee fathers, it's the collapse in marriage. It's a major reason why Christianity is declining in the United States. Look, this has to do with pornography, I think. It has to do with um, men who are being criticized for being men and are looking at other avenues in their life. And it's the collapse of the marriage. Men don't want to be dads. They don't want to be strong husbands. They don't want to be the hunters and gatherers anymore. They're looking for anything else to replace that with. Because society... is done this by look we've been sending our kids to caesar for years and now they're coming back romans and this is a big issue uh we have to absolutely bring back the idea that it's okay to be a man it's okay to be a father it's okay to be a husband and it's okay to teach your children to be hunters and gatherers and to celebrate manhood again um but to do it biblically uh not barbarically Although at times we can be as men barbarians when we're in the woods hunting and gathering. Um, But it's, I'm talking about loving your wife as Christ loved the church, doing loving your children, not provoking them to anger, being solid citizens um,
0: in the kingdom of God. Yeah. And I think that that's important. Yeah. That's an important topic. And I know um, we're going to get right into the Middle East and Israel as well. That's always an important point of discussion for us.
1: Yeah, you know, look, there's so many stuff going on with Israel right now. Uh, look, Amir Safari says that Israel is preparing for war. Why is this happening? Um, a bunch of things are going on right now in, with Israel. The, the first thing is Lebanon. Lebanon is literally pointing guns at Israel and threatening to attack Israel. Um, there's already instances of border skirmishes taking place uh, on the Lebanese border. Look, this is gonna. This is leading to a major fulfillment. Um, of bible prophecy in which when god comes from the north it doesn't say anything about lebanon stopping him there is no mention of lebanon in ezekiel 38 that's something to pay attention to there's also no mention of syria there so this is something to pay attention to um I, why don't you take the next post uh, which is the uh the middle east um israel uh mp uh, proposes plan to divide uh the mosque why don't you yeah. talk about that
0: one yeah so this one was interesting i'll just read a bit from from this and kind of uh mention my thoughts on this so an israeli lawmaker suggested a plan to divide al Aqsa mosque between jews and muslims sparking major concerns from palestinians who have long held fears of the holy site being split up Amit alevi which is the the guy who's proposing this um who is actually in um, benjamin Netanyahu's party the article is actually going to say that right now so Amit alevi an mp with the governing likud party outlined his plan in an interview with the hebrew language newspaper zemen israel in which he called for giving muslims around 30 percent of the southern section of the complex while the rest will be left for jews including the area where the dome of the rock is located so just to clarify just so everybody knows this isn't actually in effect he's just outlining this plan but why we bring this up is the is the fact that it's even being brought up at all right because for the longest time we know the status quo uh the waqf which is the uh, Jordanian, I, I would say, police, but that's not really the right term. Um, after the Six-Day War, I believe, and you can correct me on this, brother, um, the, uh, Israel retook Jerusalem, but then for peace, and Israel is unfortunately always doing this, they always do something for peace, land for peace, this for peace, and they never get peace, because, yeah, but that's a, that's a totally different topic. It's just so frustrating for us who watch this. But they gave the custody, the, the custodial rights, the, the guardian rights of the Temple Mount to Jordan, and that's been the status quo since then. And any change, if you even if you're a Jew, if you even so much as like breathe on the temple Mount, it's like, oh my gosh, World War Three! you guys are, you know, instigating this and that. And every summer we have this where it's like, oh, the, the Jews are doing this, they're praying, they're trying to, they're trying to build a third temple. And it's it's always, you know, they, they always hype this stuff up. Um, but the, why we're bringing this up is that the narrative is changing among the Jews, right? It's not anymore, it used to be, hey, you know, this is a delicate issue. Uh, yeah, let's listen to the Muslim world. Let's listen to the Jordanians. Let's not touch the Temple Mount. No, the Jews are, are being, they're getting irate. They're getting annoyed. They're calling it an issue of racism now. They're literally saying them not being able to pray on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, in their land is racist. This is a human rights issue. And we've talked about how for the longest time, again, this this Temple Mount issue, this third temple issue, it's mainly been seen as a religious issue, right? Religious Jews cared about it. Uh, you know, Israel is largely secular, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But now more secular jews can get around on this issue can jump on the bad wagon if it's a racism issue if it's a you know human rights issue they can get aboard on that so now we're seeing the view shift and that's part of how we're seeing that shift because people are labeling it differently now and now we're also seeing a shift with okay what about we just divide the the temple mount right the jews get this piece and the 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 muslims get this piece right um and interestingly enough too not really a part of this article and I wanna get your thoughts on this as well. I know a lot of Bible prophecy teachers too have postulated that perhaps, um, you know, there's two views kind of, at least two views on the third temple being constructed. That one, after the Ezekiel 38, and you know, maybe some other scenario, they're kinda gonna just destroy the Temple Mount and the Dome of the Rock and build a third temple there. But the other scenario is that way, way people say there's enough space on the Temple Mount, they can just build a third temple on a different side of the the, the Temple Mount, right? So it'll be interesting if this thought process kind of leads towards that direction. But I, I don't know. Um, but those are kind of my thoughts.
1: You know, it's interesting you bring that up because yeah. it's also a third view. The yep. Third view is that's not even the temple mount, that's mm-hmm. a yeah.
0: fortress. That's correct. That's mm-hmm. right. That is a third view.
1: I it, i know people that are adamant about that, mm-hmm. that it that's not the Temple Mount. Yeah, you got the wrong spot, it's just over, and it's gonna be found very quickly through archaeology. Mm-hmm. Um and so I'm, I'm wanting to see our, uh, the outcome of the archaeology, the road that they're building up to the mountain. Where does it end with? Because they're not done taking it all the way up yeah. Um. and excavating it. It's going to be interesting to see if that's the case, because we're going to know where that road ends. One thing is absolutely for sure. Mm-hmm. The temple is going to be rebuilt. Oh, yeah. And this temple is not being built by God. This temple is being built because men are trying to establish their version of the kingdom of God and who's going to step into that temple and commit an abomination of desolation. It's going That's to crazy. be the antichrist. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is why kingdom now theology just it doesn't sit well with me mm-hmm. because this is exactly what the Jewish people are going to try to do, which we didn't even see eight years ago. Like, It wasn't even a blip on the radar. I mean, we always knew the temple stuff was being gathered, but not to this effort that we're seeing right now.
0: Yeah. And so I think this is a big issue. Literally every week, several articles on the third temple and the temple now. And every week, every week. But, you know, several years ago, it might be an article here and then a few months later, an article there, things like that. But now it's just constant, constantly. Yeah. 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 In fact-
1: yeah, you, you would hear something maybe once a year at the church about how they gathered this piece or mm-hmm. h- how they found the the purple dye in, in snail shells that had to be killed at midnight. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how they got the purple dye and yeah. finally discovered the piece problem. You're like, Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. But you know, that's not the case anymore. We're now hearing stuff literally every day for the yep. Temple Mount, by the way, that's one of the proofs I think why amillennialism, postmillennialism, preterism just isn't true. Yeah, it's the it's as Jesus said, it's going to be like birth pains. Mm. It's just getting more climactic. Yeah. good every day that we
0: go by. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Right, what, what else do you here? have for us? Yeah, more more on the um, you know on the front of um, the Middle East essentially and Israel. Focusing more on that. So uh, article here from All Israel News from June 8th. Headline is Blinken reaffirms U.S. commitment to expand Abraham Accords during visit to Saudi Arabia. So now we're kind of widening the scope from Israel to Saudi Arabia too. Uh, so that's a headline. It's actually going to feed into uh, two other articles I'm going to talk about here. So the second article is from the Times of Israel. Same, same topic, uh, the Abraham Accords. Biden administration planning new posts aimed at expanding Abraham Accords. This one is actually Biden administration, and we've covered this as well, and you guys may have seen this in articles as well. The Biden administration, surprisingly, actually supports the Abraham Accords. So that's one thing they actually actually support from the Trump administration, and they want to continue it. And that's something they've stated over the years since the Biden administration came on the scene. And now this article is saying that they actually want to uh, have a position for someone there specifically, to kind of carry on this this, um, um, support of the Abraham Accords. They want to create a post there, someone to have this position to expand the Abraham Accords, um, specifically with Israel and Saudi Arabia. The post said the Biden administration will soon establish a new position, aimed at expanding the Abraham Accords, U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said Monday, while also promising that Washington would continue to push back in settlement building, other activities that could could endanger a two-state solution, which obviously we don't agree with those things. Um, meaning that we don't agree with their stance on quote unquote seven building because it's Israel's land we don't agree with the two-state solution. Continuing here, the idea for a point person tasked with shepherding normalization between Israel and its Arab neighbors has reportedly been in the works for the past several months. The announcement comes as the Biden administration has begun to prioritize brokering a diplomatic agreement between Israel and Saudi Arabia. And this uh, third article here, and I'll kind of just, you know, wrap it all together with my thoughts and how it's profoundly significant. Israel 365 News from May 30th. Israel Gulf Train awaits Saudi normalization. Uh, we actually briefly mentioned this article last time, but didn't really get into it. Uh, but I brought it up again because it's like there's some quotes here that's super powerful. Again, just gives us the rundown of the thoughts, a summary of the thoughts uh, concerning Saudi normalization with Israel. Uh, and this is just so important. Uh, it says a proposal for a rail link connecting Israel and the Gulf states has undergone a preliminary feasibility study. And could gather steam alongside a major international train infrastructure project as part of a push for normalization with Saudi Arabia. That kind of sounds boring, I'm sure. Some of you guys are like, "Well, why do I care about a train project? Well, just, just hear me out here. Uh, the article continues, the quote, tracks regional peace plan and and a newer US-backed proposal to connect Gulf and Arab countries with India come as talks intensify between Israel and Saudi Arabia to reach a normalization agreement by the end of the year, by the end of 2023, which is like, wow. The proposals which would boost economic growth, that's one, and stability in the region, keep those two things in mind, economic growth, stability, stem from the 2020 abraham Accords that saw Israel reach peace with four Arab countries. Under the proposal, goods could travel by rail from Aifa through Jordan to Saudi Arabia. So one key in, key into this here, Saudi Arabia basically has an economic interest with Israel. So let's keep that in mind because I'm going to go back here. Under the proposal, goods could travel by rail from Aifa through Jordan to Saudi Arabia's Gulf port of Daman, and then onwards to the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain. So it's is going to connect to various Arab countries. This is an exciting project, which could significantly help Saudi Arabia. So again, emphasizing the impact that's going to have for the Saudis. Jordan, Israel, and others, um, Jason Greenblatt, Senior Director of Arab-Israeli Di- Diplomacy at the Jerusalem Center for Public Relations, said, quote, The story of the Abraham Accords is the story of the future. Tel Aviv University Professor Uzi Rabi told JNS, quote, Everyone who has any sense knows that this is the direction of the future. And then lastly here, Saudi Arabia wants to reach normalization with Israel, and that such a move was both, quote, the reality and inevitable. Israel is no longer the enemy, even if it is not everybody's cup of tea. That is the point of departure in the region, he said. Countries have to get used to this and sell it to their own people, Rabbi said. This is a dream that can be realized. And this is like astounding because I first saw this article uh, from um, Dr. Annie Wood's point of view and they were just like whoa because again decades ago everybody was against Israel when when Israel was just founded you know nations came to wipe out Israel Saudi Arabia used to be against Israel used to be against Israel's existence and now we're hearing oh wait we just have to accept that Israel's here we just have to accept this it's, it's a the fact normalization without Saudi Arabia and Israel is just is just inevitable. And why that's crazy is because, again, we keep going back to Ezekiel 38 the prophecy that eventually in the last days, you know, there's going to be a regathered Israel. They're there. They're regathered, right, from four corners of the earth. Um, and they're going to be prosperous. And I and I told you to key on to what they're saying here concerning this agreement, this, this train agreement, rail agreement, they're saying it's going to lead to a prosperous region. Uh, it's going to add to the stability of the region. It's going to help Saudi Arabia economically. Well, Ezekiel thirty-eight talks about these nations: Iran, Russia, um, other nations, Sudan, go against Israel for spoil, financial gain. This Israel in these last days is living securely; it's living prosperously. Which a lot of people who comment about the Abraham Accords says is the fruit of the Abraham Accords, right? Is the goal there? And then, despite these nations going up against to invade Israel, there's some that protest this. Sheba being one, which is which we believe is modern day. Um, uh, Saudi Arabia. So it's not too much of a leap of logic to be like, wait a minute. The Bible says that in the last days, there's going to be a prosperous, peaceful Israel living in in their nation. They're regathered. Sheba Nadan is going to be protesting this. Well, why could they protest this? One, they're on friendly terms. Okay, we got that, right? We're getting that down because of the normalization agreement. Two, maybe they have economic benefit Israel. And that's what this train, you know, rail thing is going to do if they go along with it. Um, so it's just interesting to see that as part of the normalization agreements, it's just creating this scenario that Ezekiel 38 is outlining here. And again, this this guy here, he says, it's, it's inevitable. You know, we're past the days of saying, oh, you know, Israel doesn't deserve to be here. They're past that. We're just saying that, okay, we got to accept it. Leaders got to sell it to their people. This is just the future. So well, what are your thoughts on that, brother? Because it just wowed me.
1: Well, I, I agree with everything you said. Yeah. I am gonna point out one little thing that yeah. you probably aren't thinking about in this okay. thing. I was shocked when it said that uh, this is gonna connect to India. Yeah. I yeah. And I'm 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 gonna bring up my point on this. Okay, because okay. this is interesting. So everyone knows about the hundred million man army Yeah. That's supposed to come in. Mm. And some people say it's spiritual, some people say it's Nephilim, mm. that some say it's God's army that's coming. And some say it's the Chinese, but I want to point out there is another country that can produce a hundred million man army. India. And that's India. Yeah. And that I think is interesting. Look, we we don't have the exact answer Mm. on the hundred million man army. No one does. I tend to believe that it's on the side of God than it is on the side of man. Um, But I'm going to tell you, even if it is on the side of man and it's a hundred million man army connecting india just made things a little more interesting um, yeah that's an in interesting that point. regards
0: yeah because i know people like john f walver for example he believed china can muster that up so there are bible prophets that believe the kings of the east quote-unquote places like india japan china right. um i take the view personally that's more like demonic spiritual but yeah like you said there's the whole range of views on this
1: yeah and and, and there's some who believe that it's also on the uh, on the side of God, it's a yeah. it's a spiritual um, protection. Um, whatever it is, we're gonna find out one mm-hmm. day. Oh, yeah. um, but it's interesting that on the viewpoints of the old Hal Lindsey, John Wolver view, mm. this is India. Yeah. This could be. We're gonna find out. Yeah. Uh, we'll it's see. It's getting see. Yeah. But yeah, this stuff. This is this is mind blowing. Yeah, mind blowing <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Absolutely mind blowing. Look, uh, we've got um, time for another article here from yeah. on the technology side of things. Yeah. This is another huge one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Two articles here. I think we'll just we'll just wrap it up with one here. Um we don't have that much time here. So I'll read this last one. But it's basically the same thing. The first headline is or the first article here is from the counter signal, Who Moving for the quote global system for digital health IDs. Um, so that's that first article. And the second article, same thing, but this is from the Who website itself. And by who I mean the World, Ec- or not World Ec- or, Sorry, the um, World Health Organization. There we go. Uh, so the European Commission and WHO launched landmark digital health initiative to strengthen global health security. So I'll read this quick. Building on the EU's highly successful digital certification networks, they're talking about the COVID IDs. Uh, who aims to offer all WHO member states access to an open source digital health tool, which is based on the principles of equity, innovation, transparency and data protection and privacy because obviously that's obviously um, one of the things that they regard highly Um, said Tedros who director general new digital health products and development aim to help people everywhere receive quality health services quickly and more effectively to help strengthen global health preparedness in the face of growing health threats who is establishing a global digital health certification network which builds upon the solid foundations of the EU DCC framework principles and open technology. So guys, a global digital health certificate na- certification network. With this collaboration, who will facilitate this process globally under its own structure with the aim to allow the world to benefit from convergence of digital certificates. This includes standard setting and validation of digital signatures to prevent fraud and doing so who will not have access to any underlying personal data. Okay. Yeah. You always got to believe that stuff. Uh, which would continue to be exclusive domain of government. The first building block. Now, listen to this, guys, because you might think like, oh, this is a conspiracy theory. Oh, this is so far in the future. The first building block of the global WHO system becomes operational in June 2023 and aims to be progressively developed in the coming months. So just to summarize this, I know this is a lot. Essentially, what the WHO is doing is they're taking the COVID passports that we saw in the pandemic and that are currently actually still being used today in some nations, the WHO said that, hey, EU, you guys did such a great job on that. We want to kind of copy that system and push it out globally. So that's what's going on here, right? Just in summary, right? And to add to this, too, I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard of the WHO with what they're trying to do with their new uh, uh, pandemic treaty. So imagine if that rolls out, and that's the thing, by the way, and, you know, people are sounding sirens on that, and I don't even know what, what stage that is at. But this would certainly, if they had their way with the pandemic treaty thing, this would just roll out easily, right? So right. Oh no, absolutely. This should raise red flags cuz we saw anything during COVID with these passports, you know, banning people from certain areas, oh you didn't get the jab, so you can't enter. I mean, it, it's it's literally Jenny, a, you beer. You didn't you 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 can't enter restaurants, you can't buy, you can't buy groceries. Right. So they, this is I was, the type I was of thing. it like, was even eliminating
1: beer, you know? Yeah. Um yeah, so this is the so, crazy. Like, yeah.
0: It's just crazy so this should raise the red flags that they're even trying this again on a global scale this type of thing again in my opinion and i'm, I'm sure you believe uh you agree with this as well it's just these kind of technologies kind of systems, these kind of ideas laying the groundwork for the mark the beast system coming down the line because again although we don't have experience with what with this specific technology we've seen enough of these type of global you know uh, or sorry digital certificates these covet passes and things like that during the pandemic to know what this could do what where this could be going um so yeah so we just wanted to end off on that
1: as i was listening to your article the number of times you mentioned who i thought it was a joke who's on first <laughs> but on un- unfortunately it's a serious thing when we say who mm-hmm. we're talking about the world health organization yeah correct and this is at the uh beckoning um, they're at the beckoning of the World Economic Forum. They're, they're hand in hand. so. Which is dictating to them what is coming next, the yeah. next big pandemic, what is coming down the pike. This is all being orchestrated, everyone. It's not a conspiracy anymore. We already know who's doing it. It's Klaus schwab and the World Economic Forum is behind it and all his minions who went to his School of Economics over the years uh, who are now all in power. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I look, I, I'm going to recommend this book again because it's incredible reading. It's, it, it's frightening at times. I have to put it down. It makes me sick. It makes me angry, but it's uh Billy Crone's book and it's called the, uh, Schwab and the third Reich. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recommend it for is it. Is it third? Fourth Reich. Fourth, okay. it, it, yeah. It's Kraus Schwab and the, no, it's Karl Schwab and the third Reich. Oh, okay. Cause okay. he was part of the third Reich. Yeah. Oh. Um, so I recommend that you read it. It's an excellent book. Um, by Billy Crone. Look it up on Amazon. You can see the link there. But he breaks down exactly where this all comes from. It comes from Nazism. And uh, it's it's the Fourth Reich politics uh, redone, and it's now called the Fourth Industrial Revolution. And eugenics is now called transhumanism. So pay attention to this stuff because it is out there. Listen, we are out of time, but we want to thank you for listening so much. Uh, we really do appreciate you. We yep. want you to please share the post, like it, follow it. Remember we're on Twitter. Give us a shout out. Uh, send us a tweet and uh, pray for us mm-hmm. as we uh, need your prayers desperately, as we are are doing everything we can to send the gospel message out into the world yep. uh, so that those who hear it uh, might be blessed and know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Yeah. Any last thoughts, Leo?
0: You know, I'm just going to leave you guys with a verse quick uh, that we often re- reference here. So 1 John 3, 2-3 to Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. So we hope that this uh, encourages you, uh, sets your mind on Christ. And yeah, we just want to leave you with that as you begin your week. Good night, everyone. Good night, guys.